0: Today's episode is made possible by Demandbase. Demandbase is transforming the way B2B companies go to market by enabling customers to embrace modern digital sales and marketing with a complete end-to-end suite of products. Thanks for listening. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Sunny Side Up. I'm your host, Anoop. Today, I'm super excited to talk to Shakrita Allen on the role of marketing in healthcare. Our guest for today, Shakrita, is a global health IT marketing leader, educator, and strategist who's passionate about healthcare and life sciences. She brings her depth and breadth of industry knowledge and expertise into a healthcare and life sciences marketing role at Salesforce. She's very passionate about technology and how technology could impact healthcare and life sciences and seeks out partners who can work with Salesforce to enhance their digital offerings and patient experience within the industry. Sukhveda, I'm really excited to talk to you. Welcome to the show.
1: I'm excited to be here. Thank you so much, Anu.
0: Awesome. So, let's just start off by having a discussion on the role of marketing in healthcare. Can you talk a little about this particular topic?
1: Absolutely. I, you know, I was asked a question earlier, do I consider myself a B2B or a B2C marketer? my manager and I was explaining I'm an industry marketer because I am through and through healthcare and life sciences as a marketer. And it's a really, really exciting time to be a marketer in these spaces because there's so much innovation happening. There's so much of a focus around the customer, whoever the customer is, whether it's a patient, a member, a healthcare provider, materials management director, whomever that customer is right now they are really at the center of business for healthcare and life sciences organizations. And what's really, really cool is that marketers are, they're having a larger seat at the table now with the strategists, not just the IT people, people who are really charged with looking after growth and the populations that healthcare organizations serve. And I think that's so exciting because it's not just, they bring value for their creativity, They bring value for their business acumen as well in understanding the business, understanding that different cohorts and stakeholders need to access services and marketers can really make that happen. And that's what's really cool right now. The pandemic, of course, has accelerated a lot of this spotlight on marketers, but it continues to grow around data and the digital first approach to making sure that the Organization is able to reach all of their audiences and their target markets and the populations and communities that they serve and to really take care of them. They're in the business of service and care and well being. And technology, of course, enables that. Marketers help to make sure that the technology is utilized to deliver those services and to strategically align the marketing capabilities with the organization's highest priorities.
0: That's interesting. Could you also talk about how social is driving B2C communication and not B2B?
1: Absolutely. I think the social channels, the consumers... Because everything is very consumer-centric and there's a self-care, self-wellness aspect to a lot of the consumerism, the social channels are a way that individuals can connect instantly with like-minded individuals in the form of communities in some cases, talking about diagnosis and treatment, talking about accessing care in different markets. It's not just their immediate environment where they might be able to learn something about what care is available and delivered. they're able to share with like-minded individuals or individuals who might share a common disease state or be in a caregiver role that are across states and across the waters in many cases, because it makes everything flat in terms of communication. And there's so much that is shared that is valuable now that might not be available otherwise outside of those social channels. You know, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, all of those environments create content. We know more and more that many different age group audiences access, you know, health information, news information on those social channels. I think Pew just put out a study yesterday talking about how those channels have continually grown that I think it was as much as 40% of news is consumed from those channels. So those channels have very valuable healthcare information. They have very valuable information about the types of treatments available, how individuals can access care, whether the quality of service is there, every aspect of how care is delivered and what's available and how individuals might be able to to gain access to that care. And different drugs and treatment regimens and so on as well. So it's it's pretty important right now. And I think marketers are on those channels. They're putting out information. We rely on those channels very much so. We developed a number of posts related to Dreamforce around what our industries are doing. We had our customer stories, you know, we have many different customers that have had great success in growing their business and growing their healthcare organizations and their service lines. And the social channels are a way for us to make sure that other businesses can find out what our, some of our customers are doing and achieving their growth and their success through the pandemic and beyond with marketing technology.
0: That's definitely an interesting take. So this brings me to my next question. When it comes to customers, what customers are doing healthcare marketing and patient engagement well? Could you throw some light on that, please?
1: Well, one customer that I would love to throw some light on is Mimit Healthcare and to give a shout out to Dr. G. Chopra. Who is an amazing customer and partner with Salesforce. He delivered a fantastic presentation at HIMSS talking about how he really has given a whole new perspective around patient-centered referral and care communication experiences. And, you know, care coordination in general is a basic healthcare problem that we are still struggling to solve today. And I, I'm just amazed by what Mimit Healthcare has been able to do. They're a periphery, disease shop where they really help patients who are transitioning out of different settings, maybe out of a hospital, going to a nursing home or an extended care setting. And there are caregivers involved. And Dr. Chopra has just really done amazing things with how he's able to provide almost immediate real-time access to patients who need to have service in his clinics. And he's able to connect with his staff. So it's a really unified customer data. Profile he has access to wherever he is. He's able to engage with those patients. He's able to find out if his schedule will allow him to see a patient immediately, to communicate with a caregiver, all of that. And even, you know, looking at, in some cases, you know, Salesforce Maps, where he's able to see where a patient might be able to access care most conveniently. And the story goes on and on with what he's able to do, but optimizing as well as seeing, you know, am I doing a good job with my campaigns and with the way I'm engaging with my customers? What can I do better? What kind of feedback am I able to get? And he's able to do, you know, he calls it the Amazonification of care, but it has helped him to grow by 40% his business with Salesforce with no added staffing, no additional cost of labor, which is pretty incredible these days. And I, I really just have to can't say enough good things about him he has seven different outpatient clinics that are based around chicago and they're just doing some amazing patient-centric high quality care delivery using salesforce which is awesome
0: that's really amazing to you the kind of work that you're doing thank you so according to you what is up and coming in the industry right now you know from a patient's perspective also
1: Well, I think, you know, we we just did a session around CDP, customer data platforms, and and why they're important to have right now. That's definitely one of the up and coming issues in the healthcare space. And we delivered that session with our SVP of Healthcare and Life Sciences, Madeline McGray, and one of our chief strategists, Marty Kine. And we were talking on that session just about why healthcare organizations need to be thinking about this. And of course, it's because the number of data sources in their environments continue to escalate. Each year, we do a state of marketing report. We look at data sources that are in the healthcare environment, and every year, we see that the number of data sources continues to grow and increase. And because of that, it means that environments need a way to be able to harmonize, manage that data, connect it to all of the disparate systems that exist in those environments, because they need to be able to not only understand their customers, but they need to be able to see where their customer is interacting with their organizations enterprise-wide, offline and online. And they need to be able to use other apps on top of that data platform so that that data is harmonized and they have a unified view of that customer. And it makes it, of course, much easier to manage all of those data sources when you have a data platform. And so that definitely is one issue in one area that's gaining a lot of discussion. Continuing also to look at meeting customer needs so that Customers are understood. I don't think we use the term knowing your customer or knowing your patient or your member in these environments, definitely they are known because they have unique records and unique histories with these organizations, but being able to personalize and being able to interact with them real time and being able to know what their history of interaction has been once they are interacted with is really, really important in these environments. And in many environments right now, they aren't able to have that kind of intelligence and insight. And of course, Salesforce helps them to have that. So they're able to really build loyalty and trust and relationships with those patients and members. And if it's a life sciences environment with the various hospitals, health systems, healthcare providers, they serve and they deliver different devices and drugs to. But having that relationship is what is essential to growing and maintaining those business transactions, having that trusted relationship. And that's one of the areas where as Salesforce providers, we really take great pride in building those trusted relationships because we have a lot of data around what their interactions with uh, us are. And so, you know, we want to make sure our customers also have the ability to build that trust with their members and patients. It's really important. So elevating patient experience, being able to manage their data properly, and also partnerships. I can't say enough about that. That's the other thing that's really resonating right now. I think because of the pandemic, many of these different organizations like med device delivery organizations and Pharma organizations and provider organizations and even retail outlets, they realized because of the pandemic and how they had to really become, you know, very connected with one another to deliver these vaccines and vaccine testing kits and so on, that they could have a lot of value in these new partnerships. And that's the other thing. There are stakeholders that are internal for how work is delivered because many of their teams are working remotely or partially remotely and external stakeholder collaboration. Both have gained a lot of attention right now and marketers are helping to enable a lot of that capability for every type of healthcare organizations. Trusted relationships, access, real-time, being able to, you know, have efficiency in your operations, being able to find out, you know, how organizations might team up to do what they do best.
0: Lots of interesting developments. Can you also talk a little about the social determinants of health?
1: Absolutely. You know, I'm a, a little bit of a data and a tech quirky person and have been for a long time, but I really became very, very excited when I learned that for healthcare conditions, the focus was not entirely on genetics. It was also based on behavior and access to care, food, exercise nutrition, all of these different things, transportation, because those areas impact outcomes and quality care being made available to individuals just as much as your genetics. And so when that research came out, that it wasn't just your genetics that would determine your outcome with a health condition or exacerbation or progression of a health condition, but these other aspects of your life too. And I think it meant a couple things. One, it sort of recharged individuals to take charge. Of their health. Reassigned your health, your life, your outcome is, you know, you're invested in it as well as your caregiver and your providers. And so social determinants really says, let's look at that. Let's look at where patients live. Let's look at the incidence of, you know, patients missing appointments because they don't have access to transportation or patients in areas where food insufficiency is very high, you know, or patients in areas where some other area that's impacting their, their ability to exercise. Maybe they're in a high crime area. All of those things are really important. And so knowing that now health insurers, health plans, healthcare payer organizations are invested in that, housing, those things, healthcare providers care about that. Now that's really important because social determinants really impacts an individual's health outcome, disease progression, and all of those things. And we're seeing, we heard a number of awesome stories also recently at the HIMSS annual conference around how different organizations are partnering together. We call them payviders, but payers and providers, an organization that has both particular units of service in their organization, how they're looking to work together and with other organizations outside of their four walls. So they might partner together to look at social determinants and maybe they might share some data to look at the incidence of a particular condition or to look at how they might be able to provide healthy meals to certain patients that suffer from different types of conditions and address many of these conditions. And payer organizations are investing, continuing to invest in housing where individuals suffer from homelessness, to make sure they have access to care so they're not using emergency rooms as primary care sources, and then to keep them healthy enough so that their chronic conditions may not progress or become exacerbated. All of these things are really important, and I just became very, very excited when I learned that, you know, the behavioral health or what individuals can do in between when they're seeing a a doctor matters just as much as what's discussed in that clinic or in that visit. What are you going to do when you go home if you know you have a chronic condition in terms of managing it? Do you have the tools? Do you have the resources? Do you have the education? And what can payer and provider organizations provide to ensure that the outcome is a high quality outcome for that patient. And they're able to manage with self-care outside of the walls of the clinic, just as important. And the other thing that also is happening as a result of social determinants is, you know, a lot of focus on domestic violence and looking at whether or not people feel safe when they go home. All of these things really impact our health and wellness. And so it's a really exciting time also to see these organizations partnering, understanding how it's not just a cost-saving measure, it's also a caregiving measure. And it's a way that they can partner together for their patients and their members to have a really great, seamless, healthy experience, but also to have you know, longevity and to be able to feel self-confident, have the self-efficacy that they need to manage their own conditions or their family's conditions for that matter really really important so excited about that development also
0: definitely it sounds very interesting as to how the way we're thinking about this problem so shakrita is there any book blog or newsletter that you'd love to recommend to our
1: listeners that is a great question. You know, we have a lifestyle medicine blog that we posted that really looks at what we were just speaking about, about what providers and payers can do to encourage patients and members to self-care in between visits. We delivered a webinar recently about that as well, and we can make that available to your audiences. And of course, we have a ton of Dreamforce content where our customers are talking about their stories, some amazing stories in every sub-vertical of health care that I think the audience would find very relevant, very timely, and very valuable.
0: Great. I'm sure some of our listeners would definitely check out the blogs that you were talking about. So Shakrita, any three individuals in B2B tech, Huly, GTM, or data science teams that you would love to recommend we bring on to the show?
1: Yes, there are actually two that quickly come to mind. The first is an individual who is a part of our Salesforce organization. His name is Marty Kine. And Marty is an amazing speaker who is an expert around CDP and customer data platforms and really is able to talk about how data is really influencing in the healthcare market and how CDP is really important now for marketers because marketing is data-driven now. So he would be an awesome guest just to talk about CDP in healthcare and life sciences where both environments are so data-intensive. And then the second person I can think of is Dr. Atul Butte, who is a former Stanford faculty member that I worked with when I was assistant dean of postdoc affairs there. And he is now a faculty member at UCSF where he's doing some incredible things there as around computational medicine and science. And he's also chief data scientist for all of UC Health. So both of those individuals would have some incredible stories and information to share with your audiences.
0: Awesome. So we'll definitely connect with them and try to bring them onto the show.
1: Terrific. That sounds great. So Shakwita, what's the
0: best way for someone to get connected with you after this recording? I'm sure some of our listeners would have queries or would like to share some thoughts with you. So what's the best way for them to reach out to you?
1: Well, they can write to me directly by email at shikwita.allen at salesforce.com. Also, would be very happy to connect with them on the social channels on LinkedIn, of course, just searching for me on LinkedIn and making a request. I'd be happy to connect with people there. And I'm also on Twitter as well. So any of the three would be very satisfactory. And I look forward to hearing from your listeners.
0: Cool. So Shakita, thank you for being on our show. I really enjoyed having this discussion with you. And I'm sure our listeners would have picked up on some very interesting insights from this discussion.
1: Anoop, it's absolutely been a pleasure. Thank you so much for inviting me.
0: Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Sunnyside Up. If you liked what you heard, please rate and review us and subscribe to our show on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you consume podcasts. You can also find us on YouTube and Demand Based TV.